0: Guys, my name is Chris Akes, and this is your best life to find. So th- that's the message I got. I got a message um, that, that basically said, Hey, you can stop talking now. <laughs> and I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know the person. I don't know this person, but apparently the things I've been saying kind of irritate them. They, they want me to shut up. Well, guess what? I'm not going to shut up. Because I haven't seen anybody coming out with any better ideas. I, When I look at what I'm saying, granted it might be difficult to listen to because I'm not the most interesting or entertaining person in the world, but the facts are still facts. And the facts are it's a lot more fun to do the shit you want to do than to do the shit you have to do. Now, is there shit you have to do to get to the shit you want to do? Of course there is. But there's no one's going to argue with me when I tell them that it's more fun to hang out at the lake skiing or doing whatever that thing is you love to do than it is to do all that crap you do every day that's the that's the uh that's the thick of it that's the thin of it that's right on the mark with what this whole message is about um 100 podcasts and in a 100 podcasts that is the ticket right there that is the entire story Now, I realize that most people, if you're like most people, you don't actually know how to escape it. And maybe that's where the irritation comes in for this guy. He's like, well, you're talking about something I don't know how to do. Oh, okay. Well, that's possible. Maybe I haven't clarified. But that doesn't change the idea. That doesn't devalue the idea that I'm giving you. It's a lot better and a lot more fun to do shit you love to do than it is to do shit you have to do. Let's face it. When you mow the lawn, what do you think about when you're painting the fence, what do you think about? When you're cleaning the garage, what do you think about? You think about all that stuff you would you wish you could be doing. Playing your video game, riding your mountain bike, drawing, fishing, hunting, camping, you name it. The list goes on. I know because I had that reel of things going on in my head every time I started that lawnmower. And all I kept thinking was, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? So no, I'm not going to stop talking. I'm not going to stop talking now or for a long time because there's a message here. And what's really cool is I'm riding this train out because, you know, I'm a little bit ahead of the game on this. I'm talking about this thing that's coming in a way. Because when you think about it, when you think about your, living your best life, what the message is this. Don't build your life around the ideas you've been given. Build your life around who you are. I have family. I mean, just take me for instance. The reason that we live in a fifth wheel is because it allows us to do the things we love to do. And granted with COVID-19, it's not going to happen. We're kind of slowed down. We're stagnant for the winter. I call it stagnant from the standpoint of we can't go exploring. We're headed to Grand Rapids for two months and it's back to Colorado for all winter. And then we'll see what the spring brings, if it still looks like maybe, not so much even the COVID, but maybe the medical systems are still overwhelmed with COVID cases. It's kind of dangerous or ill-advised for me to run across the country in my fifth wheel because if someone pulls out in front of me and I get in a car accident, what's the likelihood of me having a place to be taken care of, an emergency room or extended care if that's necessary with COVID-19 going on? All the beds are taken. So say what you will, but we've we've made some changes. But for someone to say, hey, Chris, stop talking. Don't make any sense. You know, it doesn't make any sense. There are still people who are sitting on their butt doing nothing right now thinking that everything's going to go back to normal. <laughs> there are people who are not taking, plan- taking steps to prepare for the storm that's still coming. I just posted a podcast ca- uh, called There's a Storm Coming. And... Uh, I'll repeat it. I mean, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing, but the bottom line is COVID-19 isn't the biggest issue we're going to face in the next couple of years. We're going to we're going to face a serious economic downturn. And if though for those of us who refuse to accept that that fact, I mean, it's coming. The only reason the economy is doing what it is right now and the only reason people are still spending money is because the money they were given is free. A lot of money was dumped in the economy. A lot of businesses were given millions of taxpayer dollars while we were given a penance. And it's going to run out. It has to. And all I'm saying is, are you getting ready for it? Are you making a plan that fits what you still want to do? I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't still live your life and live comfortably. But the question is, are you willing to give up some things to do that? And I guarantee that's what it's going to take. It's going to take, for some people, it's going to take working two jobs. For some people, it's going to take doing things they have never done before. See, I'm not asking you for anything. And if you're not interested in hearing this, there'll be a point when you will be. There'll be a point when you go, God damn, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. What are we going to do? And it's coming real quick. It's coming quicker than you think. Because if these Republicans and Democrats don't get together and, and pass another stimulus package that gives you $600 for another, every week for another, for another four months, you're done. The income stops. And if you don't have a job, and maybe you still have unemployment benefits, but chances are you probably don't, what are you going to do? Did you liquidate the car, get rid of that expensive-ass car, get you an old beater? Did you reduce the house, sell the house, buy a rental or, or pick up a rental because you know you can't afford those big-ass payments? Did you downsize your habits instead of having nine cell phones on your family plan? you down to two? This is what we're facing and this is the truth and this is about living your best life. You see, the mistake that I think that I made was that I, I, and originally, I guess originally when I started this podcast, life was still pretty good. Things weren't as bad as they are now. So my emphasis at all had been, hey, you know, there's an adventure out there. Go live your life. Go do what you love to do. Well, it's possible that living your best life has nothing to do with doing what you love to do right now. It's possible in this next in the next five, six, eight months, a year that you're living your best life is about living a, in a way that allows you to eat every day, gives you a place to sleep and a place to rest a place to prepare your food and to get out of the weather. It's 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 not going to be about this amazing adventure traveling around the country. It could be simply about not having to worry about where the next dollar is coming from or where the next meal is coming from. See, no one, we've never been through anything like this, so most people can't even imagine that that could be the case. But that can be the case. You do realize that there's a there was a poor moment in time when the entire world stopped producing. Very minimal production. Do you realize that there are more people out of work now than there have ever been in the history of the United States? Is it just going to be by the flip of a switch? I heard on the news today, and I try to stay away from the news because it's poison to me. I'm I'm one of those hyper sensitive people when it comes to negative negativity. I just I'm like a emotional magnet. So when negativity comes into my life, I just grab a hold of it, and it just permeates my entire body. So I try to stay away from it. But they said like forty five thousand restaurants have closed that will never reopen. If they have ten. Employees per restaurant. That is 450,000 jobs. Can you imagine? 450,000 people who no longer have an income. And someone wants me to stop talking. Someone wants me to shut up. Not because this isn't the truth, not because there are still hard times coming, but because most people aren't ready for this message. Most people aren't ready, and that's just the truth of it. But that doesn't change it. And you, some people might never be ready for this message. And, and of course, there are going to be those who listen to this and go, yeah, right, right, right. And when shit hits the fan, they're going to blame someone else. It's the Democrats. It's the Republicans. No, it's not. It's you. I mean, when we come down to it, somehow we think we're exempt from the impact of the world. But yet, you know, you when you, you look at, like, elk in Yellowstone National Park, They're rolling along, summer's great, fall's great, and all of a sudden winter hits, and it kicks their ass. They get more snow than they ever did before. And here's this herd of elk out there digging through the snow, trying to find something to eat, trying to make do, trying to keep moving, to find water, and to do what they do to survive, right? Right. The snow doesn't give a shit whether there's a weak one or a strong one. The snow doesn't care. The world, the earth, the universe does not care whether they are are like strong enough to handle what's coming. I don't know why we would think we're any different. COVID-19 and all the economic Uh, the impact that it's going to have economically to us, it it doesn't matter what position you're in. The world isn't going to give two shits about that. The world is going to keep rolling in the pattern that's rolling in until it works itself through this. And it's only those people who are able to adapt and evolve who will actually survive this. And the rest of us are going to suffer some real hardship. And even those people who evolve are going to suffer some hardship because of it. I have no idea. What's funny about this whole thing is I talk about, you know, predictability of our future, how, how, how we want to have a predictable future. And people looked at me when we hit the road. Oh my God, you won't have a place to stay. You won't have a home. Okay, well, it was a choice. What happens when you don't have a home and it wasn't a choice? It was because COVID-19 shut the business you were in down and you haven't been able to work or make your bills for the last six months. Forget about predictability. This is about evolution and survival. Me and my son talk about this a lot. Eric, he's a really smart guy and he knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And I consult with him. I, we talk about a lot of things and I get a lot of ideas from him about, about this podcast and about our life and where we're going. And he says, you know what we're seeing? We're seeing the earth doing what it's done its whole its whole existence. That's trying to get rid of us. Now it's gotten worse over time and I think it's because the impact we've had on the earth. I don't know what the energy is that keeps everything in sync. I'm not going to get into all that. But what I do know is that there is a power that says I will make you stronger or I will kill you. I mean, if you think about it, all we're seeing is what evolution is all about. It's about the strongest survive and the weak die off. And just because we're human and we have the ability to reason and think and we're so much smarter than everyone else, it doesn't make us immune to the environment we live in. This universe, this earth, whatever makes this thing go has decided, hey, listen, we're going to test your metal now. Yep, we're going to make it tough on you. We're going to throw a little curveball in there called COVID-19 and called an economic downturn. And we're going to see if you are smart enough. And the smart ones, now let me just tell you, the smart ones have already liquidated every asset that they have that they can do without and they've adjusted their income levels and their debt to income ratio so that they can survive on nearly nothing. Sandy and I, are, are we actually, we didn't plan on this. I'm not sure why we're here. I'm not sure why we ended up in the position we're in. This was a dream for us, but it made sense because it fit our life. It made sense because it—it it, because being out of debt is better than being in debt. And being out of debt allows for more choices. Just picture your income with no obligations. Let's say you're debt free. COVID-19 comes along, you're debt free. What choices can you make? Well, you could move. You could take your resources and put them into into something. See, when COVID-19 hit, if you were out of work, you probably should have bought about six sewing machines, as much elastic and fabric as you could get, and you should have went into the mask-making business there are some people who did some people seen this coming and they jumped on it they started producing before you know it they're making more money than they ever did because even in a pandemic even in an economic downturn there are things that we need okay there are things that are going to be needed toilet paper is one of them did you start a toilet paper manufacturing plant did you go to work for a toilet paper manufacturing plant if you did hang on to that job because it's going to be around a while did you think to yourself, hey, maybe I should jump out of what I'm doing now and I should get into medical school. Maybe I should go get my certification for a CNA, Or maybe I should go, go ahead, I bite the bullet and become a cop. I can go work in the jail. Is it scary? Hell yeah, is it scary? Is it dangerous? Hell yeah, it's dangerous. But it feeds your family. And that's scarier than anything you'll ever face outside that family, right? Outside your four walls. That's the scariest thing you'll ever face. Is sitting there watching your children and knowing they're hungry and you can't do shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> you you want me to stop talking now? Shut it off because I ain't done. I ain't done. You know, that's the bad thing about this familiarity. I'm comfortable with this. I don't have to worry about what you think or what you, what you expect from me because you haven't given me anything. I don't owe you anything. I'm giving you this out of the kindness of my heart. I'm giving you this because there is a better way. There is another way to think about the life you live and to plan your next move. And it doesn't have anything to do with whether you're viewed as successful or amazing what's coming is about you being smart enough to know when to make those moves that allow you to get ahead in in an economy that where there's nothing (laughs) it hasn't hit yet it's gonna hit I you know what's interesting is your kids are watching. I I mentioned that part of the reason that I believe I'm so good at the things I'm doing, and I take pride in it, I'm able to see a lot of things. I'm able to predict a lot of things, and, and we make moves, and it always works out. In fact, here's an example of how you have to adapt to your environment. So when Sandy and I came to Colorado, we left Yuma because it was crazy down there. The Canadians, they love their alcohol and they love they love uh, hanging out and talking and getting to know each other. And before COVID kind of hit, prior to March 1st, things were normal in the, in the grocery store. You'd go in and you'd have trouble getting around because all these old people were just kind of milling around, talking, doing their thing. But eventually you'd get to what you wanted. It just took forever, right? Well, by March 1st, we went in the grocery store and it was it was friggin' pandemonium. I mean, I'm talking people were parking their carts in front of a shelf so no one else could get to the products they wanted, and they were sweeping entire shelf displays into their cart. Into their cart. Some of those old guys, their carts were loaded to the top with handles of various alcohols because Canada charges like hell. They have a, I must have a high tax rate on their alcohol, but it's expensive. So all these Canadians who who winter in in uh, Yuma. We're loading up their carts, and I'm thinking, "Wow, wow!" So, you know, being who I am and knowing that you know what, you have to take the best position you can and and be at the best advantage. I told I, me and my wife talked, and we said, "You know, it's time to head out. Head out. We're going to Colorado." We get to Colorado, we're staying in Meeker, Colorado, and of course it gets like 9,000 feet of snow every winter. Well, there's no way I can stay in an RV with that kind of snow. So we start looking around and strategizing about what our next move is. Well, our next move was either Garden of the Gods in Colorado Springs or a KOA in Colorado Springs or a KOA up by the Royal Gorge in Canyon City, Colorado. But there was an RV park that was opening up right in Florence, Colorado, where my daughter's at, and it's completely renovated, brand new. In fact, they aren't even done with the landscaping yet. And we rolled into town and just about the time we needed a place to stay, the ideal spot, guess what happens? That RV park opens up. I contacted the owner this weekend and shit happened for me. We got us a nice spot for the winter and actually for as long as we want. And it's great. And that's just kind of the way it works when you're moving in a positive direction. But when you think about COVID-19 and what's going on, that's the kind of planning that I'm talking about. That's the kind of forethought that's going to go into your success in this new environment. Because the world does not care what you're going through. The world is not going to change what it's doing. And it's not going to get any better because you can't take it anymore. It's just going to run your ass right over. It's just going to run you right over like a speed bump in the middle of the highway. Like a raccoon over there. Like, boom just right over the top of you. Do you want to hear it? No, I don't think so. Most people don't want to hear this. Everybody wants to think about unicorns and lollipops. But I guarantee the survivors don't. Joe Rogan isn't thinking that way. Jocko isn't thinking that way. All of these big business owners and these executives in these high-end, high-dollar corporations, they're not thinking that way. They're thinking, okay, what's our next move? This is what the world is handing us. Let's go. A prime example of a company and the inability to adapt and overcome is Sears 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 is going out of business. Sears has been going out of business for years. I think Sears has been going out of business ever since they shut down the catalog. They got this idea to open up a bunch of storefronts. They were the original mail order company and they go out of business in a time when Amazon is a mail order company. It's just online. How is it that they've got so far from who they are that they completely lost their way to the point they don't exist? When you think about it, that's what we're talking about, right? When you think about it, that's what's happened to most Americans, most people in the world. We have gotten so far away from who we are that we don't even have any idea how to get back there. How do you get back? You're swimming in debt, got a big-ass house and all that shit going on, and all those obligations. How do you live a simpler life? Well, it takes tough choices. It takes making choices that allow you to adapt to the new environment. And most people just don't want to do that. You don't have the stomach for it. That's too hard. Well, you know, it's going to be too hard. You're going to do it. I guarantee you will do it. The question is, will it be at your leisure or will it be at the, at the, at the whims of the world? Will it be dictated by your environment? Sometimes that works though. I know people who have lost their job and it actually improved their life. They got fired because they didn't have the balls to actually quit their job. They were fired. And because of that action, they actually were able to live their best life. And that might be what it takes. I don't know. But let me just tell you this. No, I'm not going to stop talking. No, I'm not going away. And if you don't want to hear it, then turn it off. But... Within all this rambling, all this noise, there's some truth to it. And for those of you who pick those pieces out of this and grab them and start applying them to your life and start asking your que- ask yourself questions about what your future is going to look like and how you can enhance it and make it better and get prepared for what's coming, you're going to be a hell of a lot better off. And for those of you just sitting around on your hands, waiting for the next check to drop, it's going to get tough real quick. I don't know. I'm not wishing ill will on anyone. I'm trying to help you out. But if you don't want to listen, I can't do anything about that. But I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to stop talking. But there are people who need this and appreciate this. I really appreciate you guys following me. I appreciate the fact that you keep tuning in. I appreciate the fact that you are here. I just want to remind you that every day is an opportunity to do better. Every day is an opportunity for you to adapt to this environment that we're living in right now. And is it going to get any better? No, it's not. And the only way that any of us are going to survive it is to adapt. And the people who don't adapt will get run over. The people who don't adapt will get left behind. And that's the truth. Sorry, like it, don't like it. That's the truth. I'm not saying it to hurt you. I'm saying it to help you. So anyway, I really appreciate you signing in. Please let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you, good or bad. Just let me know what you're thinking, what you're doing. As always, just remember today's your day. Make it a good one.